Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Never heard anyone when I'm going to get some. Midterm Mayhem. That's right, it's uh, 4.05. Every day we bring you Midterm Mayhem. The madness, the mayhem. That is the 2022 midterm election. And every Wednesday, we have a special guest. Special guest. The one. The only. She is the queen of queens. <laughs> the former governor of the great state of Arizona. The governor, Jen Brewer. Oh, hello. <laughs> I wanted to kind of do it like that guy on 4th of July at the Coney Island Hot Dogs. <laughs> Oh, you were terrific. I love it. Uh, I can see your smile. <laughs> our election insider. All right, so just to bring the audience, everybody out there up to speed. All right, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer. She uh, endorsed Karen Taylor Robeson. Carrie Lake wins. You wanted to have a chat with her before even thinking about endorsing her. You said, listen, yes. this 2020 garbage has to go away, Carrie. You had a text with her last week. Did you finally have your one-on-one? one with Carrie Lake? No. Mm. You know, I texted her and I said, congratulations. She responded to me, but she sort of indicated she didn't really want to talk to me uh, or sit down and discuss some of the issues. So I don't know if that means that she's going to kind of wait and get back with me or what, but we haven't been able to uh, get together. Did she snub you? Well, uh, you... you uh, yes. Say <laughs> I, it. I... I hate to say that, but, you know, sometimes you, you can figure things out, maybe. Oh. How does that <laughs> make know. you feel? Well, seriously, I was a little disappointed because, as you well know, I wanted to sit down, and I've known Carrie for a long time, and I wanted to sit down and talk to her, and I said all the nice things to her. I said, you know, congratulations, it's a big win, and now onward to the general, and I was out of town for a week and a half, and I just got back, and your staff reached out and to my PIO and my people, and they said that they wanted my number to get together, but I thought since we, you know, had each other's phone numbers, I would just call you, and mm. I want you to know that I'm up for that and let me know what works for you and let's get um, let's get out there and win. Dub Jen. And she sort of wrote me back and said, um, thanks for getting in touch with her and uh, she's looking forward to bringing the party together and she's glad that um, I'm getting some time to relax. So you're not going to endorse her now? Well, you know, I think we need to kind of come to an agreement and I guess what is that? When you I say come to an does. agreement, what is that? What is that? You mean you mean like, hey, you know what? You want me to endorse you? You're gonna have well, to you do a little something. something. <laughs> you don't endorse somebody that doesn't ask for your endorsement. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, did that crazy yeah, guy in yeah. Oklahoma who was anti-Semitic? Did he ask her for an endorsement? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. No, yeah. And I think she gave it to her before she even ran or won the primary, which I thought was interesting. But anyway, I, I you know, I don't know that guy from any. I know who he is and I know what his reputation is. Holy moly. Yeah. You know, no. I mean, you just don't endorse somebody because, you know, they might not want your endorsement and you don't throw your endorsements out there loosely. You don't? No. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer joins us. Uh, so no meeting with Carrie Lake. Uh, you feel like you got no. snubbed? Well, listen, she was probably too busy endorsing that gay bashing anti-Samite that lost. Uh, what did he lose yesterday? This you Jaron Jackson? Word. Well, he's a pig. 
Uh, this is a guy who said uh, the Jews won't uh, control me. Yep. Uh, he hates gay people. Yep. And Carrie Lake is like, yeah, I'm on board. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. Yep. Okay. This is just me. This is my opinion. You could tell me I'm crazy. Yeah. I don't think she wants your endorsement. I don't. You're not super ultra MAGA. Yes, you endorsed Trump in 2016. Uh, that was different um, than now. Uh, Carrie Lake, she didn't want your endorsement. And I don't think she wants anything to do with you. I, I really don't. I don't think you are the type of politician that she wants in her corner. Do you think I'm wrong? Am I crazy? I don't know, because, you know, we were friends. It's, it's, it's really, it's, <laughs> she asked me during the primary, when she, you know, I mean, if, when I win the primary, I need you on board. And I said, of course, hmm. we'll sit down and we'll talk. You know, I mean, it's simple as that. Okay. I mean, I've always liked Carrie, but she behaved badly, I thought, during the primary um, with some of her points of interest and the way she was going about that election. Maybe that's what she believes. I don't know. But she's not going to win the election if she doesn't pick up some moderate Republicans and the independents. She can have all the Republicans she can't, that, that, are, that are registered and she won't win. She's got to have independents and she's got to have some of the moderate Republicans. Yep. Period. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer. The governor! Midterm mayhem every day at 4.05. The governor every Wednesday at 4.05. We'll chat with you next week. Thanks, Governor Brewer. You got it. All right, there she goes. So maybe uh, maybe snubbed. Uh, I, think my, uh, I think my take is right. I don't think she wants anything with Brewer. I really don't. All right, midterm mayhem every day at 4.05. We bring you the madness, the mayhem. That is the 2022 midterm election. Let's hit this uh, quickly, Chad, before we continue along on the show. Uh, It is uh, the big story of the day. Uh, President Joe Biden, he has um, forgiven, you know, millions and millions of dollars of loans. Okay, billions. I'm sorry. Billions. Guy, what do you sell? What do you sell? It's three hundred billion dollars. Elliot Pollock, the economist, told us it's going to be way more than that. You're right. Three hundred billion. My bad. Here's the thing. Uh, it is political, and it does deal with the midterm. Absolutely. Because remember when— He did make a promise. He did make a promise. He delivered on a campaign promise. Just like he made a promise to the border that he's going to make sure in the first 100 days everybody's going to have a path to citizenship. Here's, but here's where it affects the midterm election. You know the loan pause that President Trump instituted in March of 2020? Because of what took place. That, that If you guys remember back, there was a thing called COVID. Yes, and it was an emergency measure at a time when people were struggling to find a job or had to remain home due to the pandemic. And Trump was like, OK, well, don't pay your loan now. We got to pause this thing. Here's why it now comes back to the midterm election. Biden is is now saying, you know, OK, we're going to we're going to unpause this till after the midterm. So he's giving people even more time. Absolutely. Not to pay those loans back. Till after. Till after. There you go. So, again, is he, in a way, trying to buy a vote? Maybe. I mean, if you're somebody out there that had, you know, you were, you were just, you had so much debt from student loan, and the president just forgave it, maybe you'll vote for a Democrat next time. Maybe, maybe that's part of what, what Biden was trying or to do Or you'll continue today. to vote for a Democrat yeah, over yeah. and over again if they give you free stuff. Okay. I mean, I mean, you know, it's 
If you're in school and people say that, hey, guess what? You guys don't have to do your homework. Or if you vote for me, you don't have to do your homework. If you vote for this person, you have to do you know, your homework. Yeah. Uh, you, you who, you, who, who might you vote for? The person who says, I don't want to do there my homework. There you go. Right. That's midterm mayhem every day mayhem. at 405. Coming up now is five spot. Five. Why don't we talk to folks who are trying currently to pay off student loan? Okay. Okay. 277-KTAR. Call us if you're paying off student loans. And especially if you know now that you've qualified for this thing, how do you feel? You know, some people have $20,000 that have been forgiven. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some people out there like, you know what? I took out a loan. I I should pay this thing back. Maybe that's you too. All right. So if you're currently paying off a student loan, 602-277-KTAR, 277-5827. Biden, well, I mean, he made uh, millions of uh, Americans up to $20,000 richer. You can look at it that way. All right. Five Spot is coming up next. So stick around for that in the Gatos and Chad show. All right, five spot where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. President Joe Biden, the loan forgiveness plan. Um, You know, some of you who have uh, some debt when it comes to school uh, payments, you're going to get ten thousand bucks just slashed right off of it, right off, or or twenty thousand bucks slashed right off of it. So we figured let's open up the phones and ask five of you. All right, you're paying off student loan debt. Does this affect you? Uh, And if it does. Does it feel weird or does it feel fantastic? I mean, I'm just, because I think for some people, they're like, I could have paid this. I could have, yeah. I, I was but paying it. It's about a hundred bucks a month. Okay. You're struggling to pay that hundred bucks a month and you've got a college degree and it costs you a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't all that cracked up to be. Let's go with uh, Robin and Mesa. You're first up. Uh, are you happy about this? I am because I'm a teacher and the amount of education that we used to have to get Hmm. and then the income that they give us after, it just doesn't pan out. So I'm really excited about it. All right. How much uh, debt do you have? And did you get the 10 or the 20,000? I haven't checked into it yet to see if I qualify for anything, but I have I have a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt because I got a master's degree and other degrees to advance. Okay. All right. So my guess is that you're going to get uh, you're going to get either ten or twenty. Got yeah, it. They basically, right. yeah, yeah. It's not going to uh, because she's if she's a something. teacher, she's under 125 grand. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Uh, that's a lot of debt. That is. I mean, a lot I, of debt I, right I know there. people who have hundred thousand dollar debt in in college, and I mean, yeah, it's a lot. I have a couple of friends who've got well had that kind of debt, but then they they also got degrees where you know now they're making seven figures. That's but the thing. The, you know they didn't go into something that was going to pay them sixty thousand. That's the thing. You take out two hundred thousand dollars in degrees and you walk out with a sixty thousand dollar job. Uh, unless it, unless it's going to start, that's the starting place. That's a scary thing. Tim and Maricopa, what do you think about this? I think it's fantastic. I mean, the government they tax you three or four or five times over on the same income. I mean, education should be included in that. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, so, um, it, it, I mean, it's just, I mean, they need to get some of this money back. So, um, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to make it. Um, you know, you, you got state taxes, you got sales taxes, you got all these taxes that we pay and you talking about free money. Well, it's not free. It's not free. Nothing's ever free. Uh, you know, so, um, okay. okay. Here's the thing. It's not free because 
Um, if you're a taxpayer, you're going to pay for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's not free. Somebody's I mean, getting paid and somebody's paying somebody. Exactly. Uh, Tanya in Phoenix, what do you think about this? Hey. How much? Yeah, how much debt do you oh, have? I, okay, I only have 25000 and I didn't go to school to, like, you know, go be some teacher because I knew that I didn't have much money. So, you know, I played it smart. But I'm excited. I mean, look at the big corporations that we're giving tax breaks to. And you guys are right, right? Somebody has to pay for it. But aren't we covering for all these big, you know, businesses and tech companies? So, so do you think you're getting ten grand or twenty grand or what? I would say because I have the Pell grants and I'm under the 125, um, I'll, I think I'm going to get the full. So I'll only owe probably about four thousand left. All right, there you go. Right on. Well, that's yeah. a lot of pressure off yeah. people. Yeah. Well, again. I understand that part of it, Chad. I do. Yeah. I do. I mean, because Biden was saying today, like, if you're under all this, if you're under all this debt, how do you buy a house? How do you get a family started? And and that's that's true. But, you know, if you do, if you take a loan out, like, you know, for your house, eh, no one's going to forgive that. You got to yeah. pay it. How about all this? You know, you know remember the whole time everything went south? I don't know. But. 20, 15 years ago here, I didn't see anybody yeah. rushing in. Well, they saved the banks. Yeah, but, you know, part of it, again, was the government got involved and said, are you going to start giving all kinds of loans to everybody? Right, we got one, a time for one more in five. Abe and Gilbert, what's up? Abe, what do you think? Hey, how, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, you're not running hey. for anything, right? Like in, it's not uh, Abe from. Okay. I didn't know not from. Abe, but I did steal one of those signs for my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the greedy part of me. You know, is excited for it, but the fiscal conservative in me is pissed because somebody's got to pay for it, and I don't think it's right that other people should have to pay for what I went to school for. Mm. Um, I mean, it's it's not going to make that big of a dent in what I owe. I think if they wanted to make a meaningful change, they should lower the interest rate because I'm paying on my graduate loan. I'm paying seven percent. That's what the government offers, seven percent. Right, and I think that's outrageous. It's like why not? Why not make it the same as the undergrad loan at three percent at least? Yeah. Then then we're saving long run. I got you. Was your degree worth it? I'm a physician assistant, so yeah, I mean I, I do love what I do. Um I mean we're getting squeezed real hard right now with inflation being a single income. Yeah. Uh so, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you, you I got enjoy some... what I do. All right, mm -hmm. right on, my man. Appreciate that. All right, that's five spot. We'll put you on the spot about a new story everybody's talking about. Loan forgiveness plan. Uh, President of the United States has made good on his campaign promise. Uh, and uh, and uh, I think we had some happy callers. But yeah. even the last caller, you know, I he didn't, if, he didn't like the policy. Yeah. Doesn't like the policy of it. I. I find a lot of people who probably don't like the policy. Yep. All right. Coming up next, uh, Governor Ducey. He has finished the Great Wall. <laughs> he has got the all, great the, wall of Yuma. all the shipping containers have been put right up on the wall. And he says Yuma is safer now. Well, it's the well, Great Wall. Let's find out. We're going to talk to the mayor of Yuma on the show next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Oh, I'm looking at a live picture of Yuma, Arizona, everybody. The Great Wall of Yuma. I'm seeing the Great Wall of Yuma, the Great Wall of Ducey. I don't know. That's right. Um, the Mongolians will not be able to get in there anymore. <laughs> so, so, Arizona Governor Ducey announced uh, the border wall gaps. Uh, that the state was filling in near Yuma have been completed, and I'm uh, I'm looking at the at the live picture right now. Very interesting. All right, is this going to help Yuma? Ducey says Yuma is uh, much more safe. 
Uh, let's ask the mayor of Yuma, our friend Doug Nichols on KTAR. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm looking at the wall right now. You know, you got the the brown wall that that was already there. It, it goes up, and then you've got two shipping containers. But it doesn't it doesn't go all the way up to where the brown wall fence thing goes up. I think the feng shui is all off. Are you concerned about that? <laughs> I'm not concerned about the feng shui. And you know, a, a patchwork of containers as they are okay. uh, from a color perspective, but they're oh. pretty effective. You know what? You talk color, too. The the, the the normal wall is brown, rust-like, if you will. And then there are yellow and uh, blue and uh, red and uh, 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 white shipping containers. It, it, it is what it is. Is it going to keep your is it going to keep Yuma safer, in your opinion? I believe it it does. When I was there today uh, with Tim Romer from the governor's office, and mm-hmm. uh, we we were there at the Morales Dam crossing. People were crossing as usual, but as soon as they got to the wall, obviously they couldn't proceed, and they ended up um, having to to wait in that area for Border Patrol to arrive in order to process them. So it it made it a, a situation where uh, people are. Uh, I guess congregating in a single area, so border patrol can then um, address them more effectively. But it also discourages people who, you know, cartel members or traffickers that want to uh, have an easy access to our country and not wait for border patrol. It, it makes that a lot more difficult. So yes, it makes our community safer. So you, you've got this thing up, and a lot of people think, ah, oh, it's a gimmick. You know, it's all of these things. But the reality, at least, it's an effort that's being done. You know, what do you make of you know uh, the likes of uh, you know the, you've got the mayor of, of D.C. and Adams, the mayor of New York, freaking out over the fact that between them, over several months, they've gotten eight thousand uh, you know migrants, and you get how many a month? Uh, we get about. Uh, it's about twenty to twenty five thousand a month. Oh. And when you hear them whine about, I don't know what we're going to do. It's breaking our. I looked. You do not have a gross domestic product of almost a trillion dollars in Yuma. We don't. We don't. But I, my response to them was, "Welcome to the conversation." We've been having that conversation for a year and a half, and almost two years now, and they've been completely silent. Well, now that it's at their doorstep. They're finally waking up to there's a problem. And the problem isn't that people, uh, governors are putting people on buses to go to a location that they were going to go to anyway. They, uh, the problem is that the border's porous. Hmm. All right. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey today announced the border wall gaps uh, that they were filling near Yuma has been completed. Uh, Mayor of Yuma, Doug Nichols, is joining us on KTAR. So how many like how many miles is this or there no more gap? There were what, five gaps and and how 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 many miles? So I I believe uh, it's about thirty five hundred feet. So it's not even these weren't like super huge gaps, but they were the most active gaps. Okay. Um, and so there's still gaps open in the wall uh, and other less accessible locations um, that will obviously will get more activity now that these gaps are closed. But these do help make sure that, that people have, uh, when they're accessing the country illegally, that they can come in, in more difficult locations and really kind of discourage that activity so do you do you think the shipping containers are hard to climb over are they are they harder to climb over than the actual the 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 brown wall that we see there well so the brown wall is 
in most locations is 30 feet high. Okay. The shipping containers are roughly 18, and then you, they put the concertina wire on top. So it's about 22, 21 feet high. All right. Um, in the middle of the summer, when it's 135 on the temperature of the metal, um, I think they become very, very difficult to climb. Um, obviously, it's not impenetrable. And as we've talked before, it's not the whole solution, but it is a management tool that helps us be more safe. Okay. Uh, Mayor, have you talked to any of the border agents and any of the people down there that deal with this on a day-to-day basis? What's their feel? Just give us a sense of what's going on. So officially, they won't talk to me. But unofficially, yeah. <laughs> they uh, they are, um, I guess, reinforced um, kind of a morale kind of boost than knowing that someone's trying to help, that there's uh, so, something positive, something active being done and not just more rhetoric and more policy and and kind of backwards uh, direction on some of the efforts uh, that these things are um, definite barriers that help them manage the system. You worried that ball's going to fall over again? <laughs> no, actually I'm not. Um, I am an engineer. Um, oh. And, Jeez, a mayor and an engineer. That's Settle down, good. Braggy. Yeah, seriously, a lot of bragging coming out of there. A lot of bragging, yes. I will. <laughs> that's what people tell me. I brag all the time. Well. But um, <laughs> the, the section that did fall over uh, was actually pushed over. I talked to the contractor. He said there were clearly uh, marks on the on the upper box that wouldn't have marks if it was just blown over by the wind. Who did it? Giant Eagle. Who do you think did it? Big I have no idea. No, no clue. But, but these containers are now welded together. So when you have uh, 60 containers in one spot, it's like having a single wall because they're all welded top to bottom and side to side. Well, Mayor, if you think that you're safer there with the walls, uh, with the with the shipping containers, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, we wish the best for you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, and uh, and let us know how it goes. Let us know if less people are coming in, okay? All right, we'll do that. Thank right. you. The Mayor of Yuma, Doug Nichols, on the show. All right, so, uh, you know, Ducey's wall, it went up. It's there. It's welded together. It's uh, not color-coordinated, if you ask me. <laughs> And the feng shui is off, as I said. It's they driving me totally crazy. They should totally build, like, fake little, like they do in the movies when they yeah. just build fake little towns. Right. <laughs> uh, you can check the story out and look at a picture at KTAR.com. All right, coming up next, the uh, Arizona Coyotes. They're going to play in a place called Mullet Arena. Mullet. Or are we pronouncing it incorrectly? I hope not. That's coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. That's us. I'm looking forward to going to the mullet and watching a hockey game. The mullet! So we got that news yesterday. Um, There is a family that supports ASU hockey. Their last name is Mullet. And uh, so the ASU hockey arena, where the Arizona Coyotes will spend the next few years, uh, they've named it the they've named it the mullet arena. After the family. After right after the family. It's awesome. Ah. Apparently, uh, Becky Lynn made a huge uh, boo-boo yesterday. Hey, boo-boo. Well, she was calling it mullet, so I mean, she's the smart one on the show. We just went with it. I'm pretty I, sure everybody was calling uh, it mullet. I don't think it. I don't. I think we pronounce it's. It's like they're they've changed the pronunciation. It's like mullet, mm-hmm. mullet, mm-hmm. like tarjay. It's right. Is it mullet or is it mullet <laughs> or is it ma- ma- Is it mullet? What is it? Mullet. Mullet. Their go- new home is Mullet Arena. So you start out mullet. You got to go up at the end. So it's not mullet. Yeah. It's mullet. Yeah. 
All right, you want to try that, Becky Lynn? Just no, a, I like. Oh, is that? Yeah, I think we all. Do. <laughs> it's a hockey arena. You got to call it the mullet. It's the mullet. It's the mullet. But now you're pronouncing the family's name wrong. Hmm. The, it's the Mullet Arena, okay. sponsored by the Mullet family. I don't think that's what it is. Their new home is Mullet Arena. Do you think after we did the show yesterday, and obviously mullet is a funny word. It's a funny word, right? It's yeah. A, yeah. It's, it's a, a funny, funny haircut. Thing. Yeah. Do you think the family said, no, we, we've got to change the, how we pronounce our name? Uh, I think that had already happened. I don't think they're the, that's not the first time they <laughs> probably think, heard yeah. somebody go, your family's name Mullet? Right, right. ASU holding a dedication ceremony for this new multi-purpose venue where the Yotes will play the temporarily. What do you say and the, the Yotes for? Who are you to say the Yotes? You're not a hockey fan. Why know. isn't she a hockey fan? I don't know. She may be. I'm just saying. It just sounds like, hey, the Yotes. Yeah, I'm all about the Yotes. I don't like that nickname anyway. Why? The Yotes. I just don't like it. He does honor the Millette family, yeah. longtime supporters of ASU's hockey. I, I don't know. I, I can't call it the Millette Arena. That's even more boring. That's terrible. Yes. You can't do it. You, you have to call it Mullet you Arena. Call it the Mullet Arena. Wise man Steve's in my. It sounds like uh, Chad. What's that guy's name? Jesse Smollett. Smollett. Yes. It sounds like his last name. Is yes. that the guy? Is that the guy who faked the whole? Uh, well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Something happened to him. You guys remember what happened? He said he got beat up by a bunch of magas. Yeah, and then that was a lie. At you know like they, two in the morning in Chicago. You know how they found out it was a lie. He cut them a check out of his yeah. own checkbook, yeah. and they and they found out about it. Oh, Dave Chappelle making fun of him. He goes, you know how we didn't turn on Jesse? We didn't say a thing, because yeah. we knew. <laughs> Their new home is Mullet Arena. No. No, it's not. No. It's Mullet it's Arena. It's Mullet. People change their name all the time. Embrace who you are and what you're about. Wise man, what was, the, what was Trump's family name years and decades and decades ago? The Drumpfs. Yeah, that's right. And Trump. See, Trump was smart to change that name. Trump to Trump. That's way better. This. It looks better on a building in gold. Yeah, I mean, did you think? Jeez. All right. Eagleberg Humperdinck. Yep. Becky Lynn's got the uh, 5 o'clock uh, KTAR news expansion. It's coming up next.